Hi, everyone. Welcome to Better Together and As We podcast. For future reference, As We, as in A-S-W-E, stands for the Alzheimer's Society of Windsor and Essex County. This podcast will feature engaging conversations with guests ranging from community leaders to care partners and persons living with dementia to raise awareness about this disease. You're listening to Better Together and As We podcast, and this is our sixth episode. My name is Cindy Keel, and I'm joined today by Judy Rager. Judy is the Adult Day Program Supervisor here at the Alzheimer's Society. Judy and I will be talking about what the Adult Day Program entails and our approach to person-centeredness programming. Thank you so much, Judy, for virtually being here with me today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. So I want to jump right into... um, essentially what you do at the Alzheimer's Society, what is under the description of Adult Day Program Supervisor? Okay, that's a loaded question, Cindy. As the Adult Day Program Supervisor, my main focus is the uh, Adult Day Program, uh, the service that we provide for persons living with dementia to come to the uh, Walkerville site here and for a time period from nine to three, uh, one day a week, and they can engage with uh, other persons living with dementia, their peers, um, and with our staff members. And it's just a fun day to hang out together. Um, So that's the main focus of what I do. What that entails includes getting the referrals, uh, getting to know the clients, getting to know their care partners, um, and then finding the best uh, fit for the day for them to come so they can really enjoy their time. Now you talked about the referral process. How does it work and where do you guys get the referral from? So when a person, uh, a care partner is first thinking of coming to the Alzheimer's Society uh, for information, they talk to our first link coordinator who then uh, assigns them an education support coordinator or a case manager. Um, Once the case manager gets to know uh, that care partner and the client, the person living with dementia, they then decide uh, with the care partner, what are the programs that would be the most beneficial for them? And if they deem the day program would be a great fit, then they would, the education support coordinator would make that referral to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. From there, the referral, um, I will then read the referral. I will contact the care partner, um, learn more about the client, have them come in and meet with me, and then we will look at the best fit for them. Now we have the adult day program here, but there's also another program at uh, Huron Lodge. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, that was really exciting. Uh, Probably about two and a half years ago now we opened that site. It's a great partnership with Huron Lodge. We uh, rent a space in their building. It is separate from the lodge, separate entrance, but it is a second adult day program, which allowed us to provide more service to more uh, clients and people with, uh, living with dementia and really service that South Windsor, LaSalle, Amherstburg area. What other parts of the county do you see um, clients coming in from for the daybreak program? Um, uh, the daybreak, it mostly is uh, West, South Windsor, LaSalle, Amherstburg, out that part of the county, and then Central East Windsor to come see Bell River, uh, I have people coming from Woodsley, um, mostly come to our program. Wow, that's that's a lot covering all of Essex County. Um, in a day, can you like talk a little bit about like a day in the life essentially of a client? Like um, when they come in, what, what do you guys do? 
Okay. And every day is different uh, depending on that mix of clients because our program is not a one size fits all. We really focus on getting to know the people that are coming. It's not a bunch of people living with dementia. Our clients are individual people with individual stories and individual likes and strengths and hobbies. So we really get to know who they are. And as they come into program, we really try as much as we can to almost have a group of people with like interests. So the day can start off with us just sitting around the tables, having some coffee and tea and yogurt and muffins. We do like to eat in day program. Uh, and just kind of talking about the week. Uh, we may bring up a little bit of news, but we don't focus on the news as much. We try and keep it as lighthearted as possible. Uh, and then the day can go into whatever those clients want. So if we have people who just like to sit outside in the courtyard and do a little bit of gardening out there, we can do that. We will run a light exercise program. Uh, we do trivia, crafts, games, uh, both physical games like horseshoes and ladder ball or, or board games, card games. It really is tailored to what the needs of the clients are. And during that day, it's not everybody has to do the same thing at the same time. Uh, we can break off into small groups and make it what they need it to be. Mm -hmm. So all of these programs that you're mentioning um, prior to COVID, what were some of the um, positives of having these um, programs run? And then what were some of the hurdles that you had to encounter um, during COVID and now? There has been a lot of changes. Pre-COVID, um, a typical day at our program here at the Walkerville site, I had 23 clients. Mm -hmm. um, so it was quite a large group, um, which allowed for a lot more interaction um, between the clients. They really got to know each other and form friendships and networks themselves. Um, and we had a lot of more smaller group programs running because it's hard to get 23 people who will want to do the same thing. Um, and, but it was a, a great camaraderie um, between those people and they would look forward to seeing their friends every week. Um, since the pandemic, since we have reopened, uh, because of the infection control and social distancing, um, we've really had to trim our numbers. So right now we run 10 clients per day, which allows us with the social distancing. We do a lot of sanitizing, a lot of cleaning, a lot of disinfecting. We, um, the staff here are very cognizant of the responsibilities that we have to do everything we can to keep our clients safe. Um, so that has really trimmed our numbers. The positive side of that is it's really allowed us to spend more individual time with our clients uh, and even get to know them better uh, as people. They are a wealth of information and experiences. And we, I know as a staff especially have really enjoyed that part of it looking for the silver lining of COVID. Mm -hmm. I think COVID has really taught all of us to just slow down and yeah. enjoy the moment um, because I, I, I think before we were all just you know going with the motions and you know not taking time to actually spend time with each other. So I, I, I really really believe that COVID has taught us to all slow down a little bit. For sure, for sure. What led you into this position and how long have you been in this position for? I have been in this position for four and a half years now. Uh, prior to working for the society, I worked both in long-term care and in the retirement home industry in recreation and activation. 
So it was, I was always very drawn to the, the programming um, and the fun part of it, I guess, um, especially working in long-term care and retirement. There is so much uh, focus on the physical and the medical needs that it was so important to balance that with the socialization, especially um, for those residents that it was such a drastic change in lifestyle for them. And so I really did enjoy my time doing that. And in doing that, I really got to learn a lot of about dementia, different dementias, and the abilities of people living with dementia and really being able to draw on their strengths. And so when this opportunity to work for the Alzheimer's Society came up, um, I just jumped at it because I really had a heart for working with people living with dementia and really being able to help them still have a wonderful quality of life in exploring that socialization aspect. Mm -hmm. I So before I came into this position, I had the opportunity to work um, in the adult day program. And I was fortunate enough to um, see all of the different programming that we did for the clients, um, different activities that we did. Um, can you name something, an activity that we did for um, uh, brain brain activities and physical activities, just so that our listeners can get an idea of what we do there? Absolutely. So when you go to the brain activities or the cognitive activities, those are can be a range of everything from trivias, um, looking back into history, um, drawing on their past experiences. So for example, if there's somebody who is a school teacher, um, and they really missed that part of their lives. We could do something as simple as having them help mark our kids' homework to make sure um, because it's meaningful, it is stimulating, it is drawing back on almost that muscle memory of, of what they knew. Uh, trivias, I've had people say to me, oh, trivia, but, but they can't remember things. Well, actually, no, yes, absolutely. And they remember things that I have no clue of. And it's always done in a very open and group type of setting. We never specifically ask, you know, Mr. Smith answer this question. So it's always done with a lot of laughter. Yeah. Uh, reminiscence programs are wonderful. Um, and it's not the, do you remember when? It's, um, we'll look at pictures of things that happened back 30, 40, 50 years ago, especially local history, Boblo Island, downtown Windsor. And it just sparks those memories, those, those memories from that long ago and brings up wonderful conversations. And that's all stimulating. When it comes to physical activities, it can be anything as, from an exercise program to a dance party, which we like to have a lot of those. Uh, we do have games that they enjoy, like ladder ball, horseshoes, some mini golf, um, darts, uh, beanbag tosses. Sometimes a little bit of uh, seated soccer can happen. <laughs> Anything can be turned into a program if it's something that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. So one of the games that I enjoyed playing with them is Name That Tune. Um, can you explain a little bit about why music is such um, an important aspect of our programming and, and how it helps our clients out? Music is incredibly important. And I've seen this in, in this position and when I worked in, in retirement and long-term care as well. Music is, it's been called the universal language. And it so definitely is because music, whether you love listening to music or not, music 
has always been a part of your life. So whether it's the songs that you used to dance to at a high school dance, or the song that played when you walked down the aisle at your wedding, or those, those moments in your life that meant so much. Um, so it's really important, we know with our, our guests and our clients, that we know the music that they like and the music that they don't like. Um, so it's just, it brings a smile to their face. Uh, we have one lady that comes every Thursday and we know she has always been in love with Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> so we make sure he is playing when she walks in and she has the biggest grin on her face. It also transcends language. Often we'll have clients who have reverted back to their first language and we don't speak all these languages, but we can pull up songs and music in their languages and it just makes them feel a part of the day and, and a part of, of the group. And it just makes those warm memories flood over them. I totally agree. I love music. <laughs> so what is the main goal for the adult day program and our clients? So the main goal of adult day program is a time where they can socialize, benefit from being around other people who have similar issues that they're dealing with. And I've had family members say to me, mom feels so free when she's there because she's not trying to put on that face or put on that mask. They can just enjoy themselves. Yes, they get some physical um, stimulation and some cognitive stimulation, you know, we'll work on things like that, but really it's just the time for them to be able to relax, to have some fun with some other people, to make some friendships, to make some connections. And it also is a bit of a respite time for the care partner. They know that for this chunk of time, my family member is going to be cared for and they're going to be loved and they're going to be stimulated and I can have that time and not free. Mm -hmm. Judy, the name of our podcast is Better Together. From your perspective, what does that mean to you? What does that mean? Um, I see two facets of this. Better Together um, for the society. When I, I think of working at the society and all the different programs and all the different people that work here, we all work together uh, with each other to make our clients' journeys better. Mm -hmm. When I look at it with our clients better together, we get as much as we give. Um, yes, we are giving this safe space for our clients and we are providing them this socialization and the stimulation and the snacks and the lunches, but what we are getting from them is invaluable. Their experiences, their, honestly, some of their unconditional love for us, the smiles on their faces when they see us, um, the things that we learn from them is invaluable. And so we are better with them as well. Wow. <laughs> you, you, you just said it perfectly. Um, thank you so much, Judy, for taking the time out of your busy day to do this podcast with me. I would love for us to finish this podcast with some fire rapid questions. These Here. five <laughs> questions are random and will allow our audience to get to know a little more about you. Um, can you answer these questions with one word or one sentence? And there are no wrong answers. Are you ready? Okay, let's do this. All right, question number one. If you didn't have to sleep, what would you do with the extra time? Read a book. Perfect, and what book is, uh, are you reading any books right now or? 
I'm in between books right now. Um, I have a few favorite authors. Um, I love uh, Debbie Cromer. I love Lori Wick. Um, oh, I'm blanking out <laughs> right now. Um, those are a couple of my favorites. Your favorite book of all time? It's called Pretense by Lori Wick. Perfect. Question number two. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Chocolate. <laughs> your favorite chocolate? Any chocolate. <laughs> Any chocolate. Question number three. What would your perfect Sunday look like? Um, I get up, I go to church in the morning, go out for lunch, go for a nice drive in the county, maybe visit a couple wineries, um, come home and spend the evening in the backyard around the fire. Mm. What could you give a 40 minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation? Adult day program. <laughs> Good answer. And question number five, what's the best piece of advice someone has ever given you? Oh, I've gotten so much good advice over the years. Um, I guess the one that I always pass on to others is learn not to sweat the small stuff, pick your battles and enjoy the little things. All right. Thank you so much, Judy. It was a pleasure speaking with you today. I hope our listeners have gained a better, more clear understanding about what it is we do in the adult day program. Um, hey, listeners, my call to action for all of you. How can you help? Educate yourself and encourage others to do the same. Refer your circle of friends and family to our services, support our events and fundraising campaigns, and become a dementia-friendly community. Keep talking about dementia. Listen to new episodes on the last Friday of every month on our YouTube channel, Alzheimer Windsor, and don't forget to, subscri uh, to subscribe. Help for today, hope for tomorrow, and remember, we are better together. Thank you so much, Judy. Thank you.